everyone. Welcome to Dentistry Unmasked. I'm Pam Maragliano Muniz, and with me, as always, my partner in crime. Hey, Dr. David Rice. How are you today, Pam? I'm doing so well, and I'm so excited to talk about this topic because I feel like I've spent now, the past few years now trying to, I won't say perfect because I don't think I'll ever get there, but master composite restorations. I used to I have a tood with composites. I used to be like, I'm a prosthodontist. I don't care about composite. And then I got into private practice and I was like, okay, the reality is you have to get comfortable with composites. And I realized I just really wasn't comfortable with them. So I've definitely spent the past several years trying to get better and better at it. And I love every second I get to spend with our guest because I always learn something. I'm always inspired. And I just like you, Dr. Peter Oster. Welcome. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here again. So happy to have you here. So I'm sure many of our listeners can relate that I scroll on Instagram. And even though I'm really trying hard to get my Instagram to be just baby goats, maybe some ducks and some fashion, <laughs> composite restorations and dentistry is still always part of my page. And I don't know. I don't know if I'm like jealous or if I'm skeptical about some of the cases that I see. I'm like, are they even real? Like, what is your take on some of these cases we see out there on the gram? I don't know. I think I think maybe 70% is not totally real, but it depends what they're doing and how they're doing it. Um, there's a lot of new stuff out there. I, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what materials we talked about in the last podcast, but there's a lot of, a lot of new cool stuff. Um, you know, Omnichroma was the, started this whole trend of, of less shade restorations. Um, but now they're, they're a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, Ultranet just came out with a great composite. It's called Enhance. Uh, Simply Shade's been around by uh, from Kerr for a while. Uh, Genial Accord, which is a GC product, is is, is kind of cool. Uh, Kettenbach, who is a small company that only comes out with, with good, interesting products. Um, none of them can be pronounced well. It's uh, I, I believe it's by Salis Phil, but it could be pronounced in nine different ways. Um, and then GC Genial Accord. But that's another story in terms of names. But anyway, anyway, the companies are making our lives easier and they're making our lives better in terms of what we can do. And that, uh, so there are, you know, some good stuff out there. So speaking about photography, now you are part of the AACD, which is like the, the upper echelon of cosmetic dentistry. And I feel like, I don't know, as a prosthodontist, most of the time, like I'd say almost like 99.7% of the time, I will look at my photos of my work and there's always something I would change. Like I'm never a hundred percent happy. My husband might say, I'm just not easy to please, but like, I know that I'm never overly impressed with the things that I see. And it's hard for me to put them out there because if I don't really love them, I'm like, nah, I know I would change this or fix a line angle but the patient's happy and it's, you know, still in there. So that's pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. would you define success or like, what do you, like, what's your take on people that, you know, post these cases that are just like outrageously incredible all the time? Like, does that really contribute to clinical success and practice success? I'm not sure what they're doing and how they're doing it. I mean, I know a lot of people at the ACD and I've been, you know, with them for a long time. There is a limited number of people 
who do fabulous composites every time. And some of them are amazing. I mean, the David Chans of the world, they're, they're remarkable. But even the people who are accredited the ACD, even the fellows at the ACD, do wonderful cases. Is that true for every one of their cases? No, no, because there's a lot that you have to do to make a case perfect. And there's a lot of time you have to spend to make cases perfect. Um, so I don't know how these cases are coming out the way they are. I'm not sure if some of them really are composite veneers. They could very well be porcelain veneers. So I, I'm not sure. I Wait mean, a lot minute. of so are, are you saying that there's a chance that people are posting porcelain veneers and saying they're composites? Like that's a thing? There, there's a there's a chance that people are lying on social media. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> David. Wow. So David, I mean, you work with so many younger dentists that I think feel a lot of pressure to mm. perform on social media because at the end of the day. Life is about likes, right? And 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 influence. Like, what do you say to them? And is that pressure real? So you know what we've talked in the past, right, about imposter syndrome. And you know, Peter, one of the things that I I I took from our time last time. So for those of you who missed it, go back and listen to it. Was it took you what like fifteen years to really feel great? about what you were doing every day. And to your point, Pam, all these young dentists are on there and they wonder every day, am I good enough? So when we talk about 70% is like a ballpark of photos that are, can we, I'll be kind, retouched in some way that um, some dentists are putting out there as this is reality. I feel like that's horribly unfair. It's, it's, it's a problem for our industry at large. You know, you talk about you know, 10, it wasn't all that long ago within the last 10 years that we were like in the top three most trusted professions. Where are we today? And when we think we're being innocent by posting something that isn't what it is, that goes to trust from our patients. It goes to um, uh, emotional damage to not just young dentists, but especially young dentists and students who feel like, oh, gosh, I don't, how am I going to achieve that and, and do that? So I think it's a, it's a massive problem in dentistry today. The, the other thing that's interesting is that what we look at isn't necessarily what patients are looking at. So mm. there's a there's a cosmetic dentist in, I'll be careful about where, um, <laughs> in, in one of the more expensive parts of California, let's, let's, let's call it that. Fair. Um, who is constantly posting his veneer cases, constantly. And most of them are awful. I mean, there. First of all, every one of them is toilet bowl white, which is a very interesting shade, as far as I'm concerned. And of course, everyone's everyone in California is tanned, so the toilet bowl white looks even worse. <laughs> um, and and people are just glowing in their in their, the way they feel about these cases, and if the gingiva looks lousy. I mean, nothing looks good about it, but but the patients are going wild over it. So it's it's so the perfectionism that that is part of you both of you I know and me is like we want them to be perfect but patients don't necessarily care if they're perfect unless they're unless they're that kind of patient which is another story. So one thing I've got to say about about composite veneers these days is if you take a look at what you've done you know so many times I will do it 
and it looks fine when I'm sitting behind the patient. And then, then I say, I've got this. I get the same size. The contacts are good. Everything is great. And then I walk about three feet in front of the patient and, I, and, and the four-letter words start coming out of my head. And it's like one is bigger than the other, one's rounder than the other. And part of the problem is how long it takes to do it, which is a very long time to do a single veneer. Um, what, one thing that I've been working with these days, there, there are a couple of options out there for doing composite veneers faster and better. And one of them is something called SmileFast, which is a company out of, out of England who've come up with this incredible way of creating six or four or eight composite veneers in an hour. And they're beautiful. They're really remarkable, which is amazing because London is not actually the birthplace of good dentistry. So we're talking about something completely different than what we're used to. But but I, I went to um, one of their seminars a couple of months ago, and I'm going to another one in a couple of months, and I was really impressed because it's a way to do that stuff so much faster. Uh, it's it, They call it pressure molding as opposed to impression molding or as injection molding. Um, and it's marvelous. So, and all companies are starting to come out with that. So 3M's got their version of it, which is very interesting. It's called Filtech Matrix, uh, Fusion Matrix. And it's very interesting. They, I, I, I try to remember the wording um, where you, you basically, you, it's, it's also heated materials. And that's the way, that's what seems to be happening in dentistry. And it's really taking over. And that's heating composites. And when you heat these composites and you can soften them and actually basically spray them through a hole or in terms of this Filtech matrix thing, you're actually doing something that I think they call it closing the door or closing the window. So you're spraying the material in and then you shut the window on top of the material and it comes out pretty good. I mean, it's I, I wouldn't say the cases are fabulous, but they're every bit as good as what you're doing with a composite matrix by doing it yourself with that, it, unless you really have great ACD training. The smile fast to me actually gives you better cases. You actually get cases that truly look like porcelain veneers, which is pretty cool. It's very That's cool. Interesting coming from you too, because I think that, and I don't know if it's the prosthodontist in me or just like the natural negative Nancy, yep. when I hear doing something that technique sensitive and that stress inducing to be something that comes out in an hour, my initial gut reaction is, mm, I don't think that's possible. There's no way. And so to hear you say that, that makes me think, all right, I know Marty's introduced me to, um, to smile fast and was like, you should come to a class. And I was like, I don't know, veneers in an hour. That's not my jam. I like to do them in four, you know, <laughs> but clearly it's it sounds like they're onto something. Well, it's you're you're using imaging, and and basically it's um, you're getting virtual diagnostic um, wax ups, and instead of using those diagnostic wax ups to create porcelain veneers, you're using them to create bonded veneers. So they've they've taken the challenges out of it. Um, and if you don't like the vision of it that they've created, just like if you don't necessarily like the wax ups. You change it before you do the final case. Very interesting. Wow, that is really interesting. I like that. So key key elements to that, because as you mentioned, Peter, like 
clearly everybody's now going to come to market with their version. So what are the key elements that that will separate those that really are delivering a superior restoration to, like you mentioned earlier, one that might get us, you know, kind of close to what we did before? I think part of it is 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 heating composites, and 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 that it depends what composite you're using. I, I've spoken to them; they've they've actually changed the system they've used several times. They started using a 3M system, now they're using an Ivoclar system. I believe they're using Empress Direct, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't loved as a composite, but I really love it with SmileFast, which is interesting. Because what I'm finding is is some materials actually do better if they're heated, and some of them do far worse if they're heated. Um, the other thing that's very interesting that I've been that I've been using, not necessarily for these kind of cases, um, is Viscolor. Has, has anybody, have you guys tried that? It's I've not. A, it's a it's a Voco product, which is very interesting. Um, it's the first product ever that's made to be heated. So they've created a material that doesn't work if you don't heat it. And to me, that's that frightens me a little bit about other composites out there where you're heating something that was formulated to be put in at 72 degrees and you're putting it at 103. So what happens to that long term? And I don't think there's a lot of long term testing that I mean, there are a lot of benefits to heating composites, because if you're going to create something that's flowable, you're going to get less micro leakage, you can get less problems on the margins. But what kind of shrinkage are you going to get after five years? And that's a, that's a good good question. Well, it looks question. like, I mean, this is sort of what BioClear has been doing for years, really, right? So, I right. mean, and some of the cases I've seen last a long time. They've got great contours and the margins are imperceptible. So I think there's definitely something to be said about it, but you're right. You should always refer to your manufacturer's recommendations, whether or not composite can or should or shouldn't be heated. And it is interesting because the recommendations are all over the board. So I'm going to put you on the spot and I don't expect you to know this because David and I were talking about this earlier and we don't know. So, you know, some of the almost generic composites that are out there, like, you know, Patterson brand, shine brand composite. It's just like some random composite out there. Do you have you ever used it? Do you know who makes it? And like, what's what's up with that? You, you, I, you're not going to like this this answer. So I, I think I mentioned to you guys last time that I do volunteer work in the Caribbean every year. Yes. So so there is a company. One of the may have been one of the companies you mentioned um, that actually provided composites for us. So in the past, what I would do is I would bring Tokiyama products there because I absolutely have trust in everything they do and the omnichroma is 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 marvelous because you can use it for every shade tooth and it's it's great but i use one of those companies composites and of course it's hot there and we're working in you know 99 degree temperatures so it's different than working at home i would put the composite on the front surface of the tooth and it would leak it literally melted in the patient's mouth so if it's doing that just because of the heat, people's mouths become very warm as time goes on or different parts of the day. You put some soup in it, is that going to melt your composite? Mm. So I, yeah, I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of off-brand, at least not the ones that I've, that I've used or the ones that are put out there by the, by the manufacturers. We were hoping that 
for example, you know, like sometimes really well-known brands kind of make them, you know, kind of for the off-label. We were just wondering if there was a hidden gem somewhere, but not in your experience. Not in my experience. And uh, the one I'm talking about is one of the most major supply companies in the world. All right. Well, that's good to know. We can move on from that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that though, because you think, think, think about, let's be honest, Think about how many practices out there, you know, large and small who are trying to shrink overhead, lower overhead, and they're, they're exploring products and tech from big name folks or just no name folks in, in an effort to, you know, do the same job. And, you know, reps are good people, but they don't know the science. So this is like, this is happening all day, every day in practices all over the world. I, I can tell you about products that are not off-label brands, but they're actually companies that make products that are less expensive. If, is, would that be okay for me to discuss the, the names of the companies? Sure. Um, Kettenbach, I mentioned before, makes products that can be anywhere between 20 and 30% less in cost than other companies. Uh, their bite products are second to none. I've, I've never used better bite products than, than what they make. Uh, they, they also make something called silgenate, which is a composite, a, um, an alginate substitute, and, and there's nothing better. Nothing better, and it's 30% less than what the major manufacturers are charging for it. Um, Vocal makes a lot of inexpensive products that work just as well as the other products that are on the market. Uh, DMG says does some of that. Um, I like the smaller. I, sm I like the smaller companies. I think they they have to get their stuff out there, but they're but they're good. Do you want me to tell you about a couple of products on the market that I just got? Yeah, love it. That I'm that I've been playing with and loving. Um, so I mentioned uh, Enhance, which is an ultra dense product, which I I really really like. It's <clears> it's very very interesting. Um, and I'd recommend it in the syringe kit as opposed to compules, which is the first time I've ever recommended that because that's not my thing. Um, but it seems to work better in a syringe. Um, there are the two new Omnichroma products that are out there. They're, um, um, they're bulk or they're bulk. They're, oh, I always forget the name of it. But anyway, their, their bulk fill product is very interesting. Their flowable composite is pretty cool. I'm still a much more favor of their of their the actual Omnichroma. Um, Garrison, which is a smaller company that seems to come out with among the best matrix systems ever, just came out with something called Strata G, which is a cool name. You know, I love they, they actually have a company that I, they actually came out with something that's got a good name. Um, and I always loved their matrix systems before, and these are better. Uh, curing lights, number of very cool, very interesting curing lights on the market right now. Um, any have you guys tried the Monet light by any chance? I have. Yes. yes. It's, it's very cool. Very, very, very interesting product. Has some potential benefits to it because of the laser and because of the fact that you're getting a a spray that doesn't deflect what you get with the blue light source is as you hit the tooth it starts to go that way whereas a laser light goes straight down into the tooth itself and that that's an interesting product vista apex another interesting company um came out with something called the pink wave have you tried that 
No. It's pink, of course. <laughs> it's pink, yes. But the benefits to pink, they say, um, is that you get, you, first of all, there are three different forces you're coming at, coming at, at the same time. Um, so you're you're getting different kinds of curing from each of the different waves that are coming out at the same time. Um, and also they claim that you're going to be curing further into the, the box, which is kind of cool. Turns out insufficient depth of cure is a big reason uh, adhesive dentistry doesn't work out so much. So <laughs> it's true. I was just going to get on my soapbox and talk about caring lights and making sure that they're functioning properly. There's so many, you know, I always am amazed. The more I learn about the science of composites and turnover and all the things, it's amazing that they work as well as they do. You would think that every duck really has to be in a row from isolation to proper bonding, to handling your composite, to proper polish, like all the things. Of course. And, um, you know, your curing light plays a huge role in that. So regardless of the curing light you're using, make sure it's functioning properly. Test that thing. Just because it turns on doesn't mean it's working. Take a look at the tip of it because there's probably some composite on the tip, and that'll that'll mess up the curing a lot. And just just see what how it's working. Make sure it's make sure if you don't have um, if you don't have something to test it, get something to test it. Absolutely, because you know some of the and we're talking about um, swapping products out from an overhead. I see way too many practices out there trying to shop for that super inexpensive light that you know it's like a shaver maybe the battery's fully charged for your first patient on the first tooth but by the time you hit the third tooth radiometers friends measure exactly yeah the, it's it's people it it amazes me what people <clears throat> look for bargains yeah you know i it, i mean some things i can understand you you want to get a bargain in plastic covering over Headrest, fine. Look for a bargain, but to find a bargain in a curing light, which is which is how much of your dentistry? What it's eighty percent of your dentistry, and you want to you want to get the three hundred dollar light as opposed to the one that's really tested? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to be a shout out to all the um, startup Facebook groups where everybody starts talking about um, save money here, save money there. You can always buy better later. There are places you can save money and then there are places where you can't save money. Like, remember the damn oath you signed when you crossed the stage, friends, and live up to the, that that autograph that you put on the paper. Mm -hmm. Sorry, makes me well, so mad. One thing you can't save later is your reputation. Mm. So I think, I mean, I know there's lots of codes of conduct that I live by, but one that hasn't really served me poorly is I like to not be annoyed. You know, I like to use composites that handle the way I like them to handle, which is obviously different than others out there. Everybody's different. Right. You know, um, I don't like patients coming back saying that their teeth are sensitive. I don't like my hygienist to take bite wings and my bite wings on my restorations look poor, you know, like, so I feel like, you know, if I like to live by this way that I like what everything I do is to be as predictable as possible, obviously things come up. But there's ways we can mitigate those risks and using quality materials and quality instruments, quality curing lights is only going to contribute to that success. A hundred percent, you know, and, you know, coming full circle to Peter, where you were before, and you start talking about smile fast, like 
we don't need to compromise on, on the quality. We just need to get innovative and continue to find ways to streamline our time. I mean, for goodness sakes, that's the most valuable commodity we have. So we can figure out how to do four, six, eight composite veneers in an hour instead of four. I can't think of a better way to deliver excellence without compromise to, you know, our patient's well-being. Well, that's one of the reasons that I like the Monet light. Now it's got so there, there's there a couple of negatives there because it means that you're it's a it's a laser. It means you have to wear laser glasses. It means you gotta you know be prepared to for all of that stuff. But one of the benefits to it is it's now proving to cure composite in one second. Not all composites, but most composites, one at the most three. So if you think about that, we're all, you know how how crazy all of us are. I mean, we, we, we will always cure it longer than we're supposed to, just because that's who we are. So if it's a 10 second cure, I'm going to cure it for 20. If it's a 20 second cure, I'll do it for 40, right? If it's a one second cure, I don't mind doing it to two, you know, I'll do it to three. <laughs> so that if you want to, if you want to scrimp on something or you want to do something that's going to help things go faster, that's, that works for me as long as it's, as long as it works and it does. So I guess we only have a couple of minutes left, yep. but you know, I think that there's a lot of great materials out there. There's a lot of great products, but I think at the end of the day, sometimes we just need to train our hands and have a different perspective. You mentioned smile fast, but where else can we get education that we can rely on to really up our own games? If that's what we want to do. Well, oh, me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the places that were around years ago are still great. Uh, Panky is a wonderful place to learn. And, and they've kind of transformed themselves over the last 10 years. It's, it's a great place. Dawson has all new people over the last five years since Pete died. Still a great place to learn. The Spear is wonderful. Seattle study clubs are wonderful. Um, there are some fabulous speakers out. If you're looking at composite dentistry, Adamo is, is just, just mind-boggling. There are Notar Antonio. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't finish it up. Um, and uh there, there are great a lot of great places to learn. And those are those are some of them. And the ACD, of course. Um, and the ASDA, if you're not familiar with the mm. ASDA, it's an organization that's been around for a while. It's a place where you feel like you, you meet friends every time. It's, it's, it's marvelous. They, if you've never been to one of their meetings, they, they like cuddle you the minute you go there, which is a little different than some of the bigger institutes out there. Um, and and that's, that's a marvelous place to learn. And if you want to learn about digital dentistry this year, digital wax-ups, that sort of thing. Um, almost their whole meeting is about that this year. It's in October. So they're, they're wonderful places to learn. And, and that's, what, that's what changed my life in dentistry. As I mentioned last time, um, I spent several years at Dawson and then the last 10 at the ACD. And that's how I learned to be a, a dentist who I'm proud of. That's awesome. I, you know, it's fun to come full circle on these things and, and see like where we've, our, our path took us. But, you know, we started with composite dentistry and is, is Instagram a reality? And I think what I'm hearing from this conversation today is lots of times, no, but it can be 
It can be if we engage the right people going to get that good training, if we work with the right products, and if we build in the right process and our practices, like we're very capable of delivering uh, Instagram worthy composite dentistry, but it's going to take those ingredients. How about you, Pam? I think that there are other ways to seek professional fulfillment. And I think that if you do the type of work that lasts a long time and you treat your patients fairly and well and comfortably and reliably, I find that to be all the warm fuzzies I need, although I'm going to check out the ASDA for a snuggle. But I think that, um, you know, I don't think we have to, and maybe we should really rethink, you know, our priorities and our online presence. I mean, there's other ways to be genuine. You know, if you're Photoshopping your composites to get likes, then chances are there's other things that, that you could be doing and using your time more wisely. So I don't know. I think this was really great. It went from, you know, yeah, is it real to a little philosophical? <laughs> and, you know, I, I always just love our time together, Peter. It's been a lot of fun. Well, one thing, one thing I, I, I tell patients now who are moving to another area, you know, who ask for the name of a dentist. And usually in most places, I know dentists because I'm old. So once you're old, you get to know, know a lot of people. Um, but one thing I tell them to do if they're trying to find their own is check their website find out what kind of training they've been to. And I'll, I will actually tell the patients the names of the places that I just talked to you about. Because that dentist that, I, that was posting thousands of crazy things on, on, um, on from that part of California, uh, I took a look and there is nothing there about any cosmetic dentistry organization, which I find kind of shocking. I mean, you're, that's not the stuff you're just going to learn from dental school. Or YouTube. <laughs> or YouTube. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we are out of time. I can't wait to see you again next month. I'd like to thank Tokiyama, our sponsor for this episode. And I just can't thank you enough for all of your insights and your, your candor. Been fun. Thanks again. All right, everybody for Dentistry Unmasked. We will see you next week. Bye. Cheers, guys. Take care, guys. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening to the show this week. And thanks to our guests and sponsors on this episode. Please check out our social media at Dr. Pamela underscore Miragliano and at Dental Economics Official. Or you can check me out at Ignite DDS or at Dr. David Rice. And go to dentaleconomics.com to receive dental economics. You can choose to receive DE in print or digitally, and you can also get the details of our Principles of Practice Management Conference on our website. If you have topics or guests or anything you'd like to talk about on the show, send us an email to dentistryunmaskedpodcast at gmail.com, and we will do our very best to make it happen. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.